Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back into the Fan Evening Show. Kale Berger here with you on a Tuesday night. It's election night. And if you want to uh, follow the, uh, the politics and uh, the election process, the electoral process, you can go over to our sister station, 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDKA for all that. But we're talking sports over here. The escape from the world of politics and, and whatnot. And we're talking George Pickens right now. And, you know, maybe that is a case of politics, I guess. Maybe that is a little bit of drama that's currently going on right now. And when we want to parse things out with the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's only one man to go to. And that is Mike DeFabo of The Athletic, who joins us on the fan hotline right now. Mike, what's up, brother? Thanks for coming on the show. Kale, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, my man. Absolutely. So, Mike Tomlin, of course, spoke today as he does every Tuesday. Uh, one of the big takeaways from his press conference for me uh, was, you know, talking about George Pickens. And clearly he showed his frustration this week uh, on social media, unfollowing people, and then kind of gaslighting everyone and saying, no, you guys are all overreacting. And, and Mike Tomlin kind of said the same thing here today, but we've seen this guy visibly frustrated. Uh this has been also a tactic that a lot of professional athletes have done with the unfollowing on social media and stuff. So he's clearly did that for, for attention. Uh, but as much as that's not a healthy way for him to express himself and his frustration, I really can't blame George Pickens because I like when a guy, you know, is hungry for the football, wants to be involved, wants to make plays, all that kind of stuff. And the Steelers haven't exactly done a great job of finding opportunities for him, most notably last uh, Thursday night against the Titans. What is your read on this whole George Pickens situation? I think it's a lot more nuanced than a lot of Steeler fans are making it out to be. Yeah, it, it really is a nuanced subject, Kale. And here's where I come down on it. I don't have a problem when a guy is very competitive and when he wants the football, right? Every wide receiver in the league has that mentality. And if you don't believe that you're the best player on the field, you're never going to be that. You have to be the one that believes in yourself first before everybody else. So, you know, I call it athletic arrogance, where I have no problem with a guy going out there thinking he's the best, thinking he deserves all these targets, because that's the only way you're going, going to get it. But for me, where it crosses a line is when the team wins, right? So there was yeah. the instance last year where the Steelers are struggling to win games. They're 2-6. and six. You know, they're barely getting by. And they were beating the Atlanta Falcons, and George was visibly upset on the sideline in that instance and saying, give me the ball, give me the ball. You're winning the game, man. Like, and it's a similar circumstance here where the Steelers won the game. They threw the game-winning touchdowns to Deontay Johnson, and rather than celebrating with your teammate, you're upset that the ball didn't come to you. And then you do all the things that you detailed, and I think gaslighting is the perfect word for it. And so 
you know, like I don't have a problem with a guy wanting to be a big part of things, but I do have a problem with a guy thinking, being upset about that and not happy that your team won. And at the end of the day, this is a team game. There's a lot of instances where George Pickens is drawing double coverage to create opportunities for Deontay underneath. There's a lot of instances where safeties are backed off to create lighter boxes to open up the run game. So it's just a matter of getting your two feet in bounds, getting a better connection with Kenny. So on those slant patterns that you missed, you're, you're catching those. And I also do agree that the Steelers can do a little bit more to, to make him a focal point of the offense. So I kind of think that everybody involved in it needs to take a look at what they can do to rectify the situation. Yeah, you know, and, and I look at George Pickens, and I see a lot of Steeler fans, you know, in, in my mentions, tweeting at the station here, everyone is so worried that George Pickens is the next Antonio Brown, and he's been labeled that just because he's shown a little bit of frustration in his first year and a half in the NFL. I think we need to take into account, remember, this guy's 22 years old. He's halfway through his second season. He was born in 2001. There's not a 19 in front of the year he was born. I mean, he's youthful, he's inexperienced, and he needs to mature. And, and that's the process of any young player in the NFL. I think, though, that like Steeler fans and, and you know every team has dealt with a wide receiver uh, being disgruntled, being upset. Every team in the NFL has dealt with that. I feel like the scars, though, are deeper in this town, given the Antonio Brown saga and stuff. But I think that's unfair to George Pickens to start labeling him that this early in his career. Let him figure it out. I agree with you there, Kale, because Antonio Brown is a very unique character, and there's a lot going on there outside of football as well. And um, if as long as George Pickens keeps his frustrations between the sidelines, you know, he's just a wide receiver acting out, you know, and that's okay. But it's when you cross other lines that you become Antonio Brown. And and it is unfair to him to assume or to speculate that he's going to turn into something like that. I, I agree with you in that regard, Kale. I'll also say, though, that, you know, there was an entire generation of diva wide receivers, and George Pickens grew up idolizing those guys. Yeah, yeah. And last year, when, last year when we talked to him about his outburst in Atlanta, his response was, well, you see all the top wide receivers act this way. You know, you could find all the times of T.O. Or, or Randy Moss or whoever it might be acting in a similar way. So I, I think in a sense, George Pickens believes he's an elite top-tier wide receiver, and this is what elite top-tier wide receivers do when they don't get the football. But my problem is he may have the skill and the talent to be a top-five wide receiver, but he's not. And so he needs to, I think, go out and prove that he is this game-changing force and this guy that even when he's doubled, he can get the football and make a difference in the game before he can start acting as if he's one of these top guys that, that has earned the, the you know, it, everything in life has to do with how good you are and what your actions are. And it's on a sliding yeah. scale. The better you are, the more you get away with. And kind of to sum it up, as Mike Tomlin always says, I don't treat everybody evenly, but I treat everybody fairly. And so when you're uh, the top tier guy and you're the best weapon and you're a guy like Antonio Brown, you get more leash. And in this instance, you know, if you're a second-year guy who's still trying to prove himself, maybe not so much. Yeah, you know, last thing on, on this George Pickens thing, and we're talking to Mike DeFabo of The Athletic here, and, and you mentioned this earlier, that, you know, it is nuanced, and everyone in this whole scenario has a little bit to blame here. I, I think what's so frustrating, you know, for George Pickens definitely, but I think for probably Steeler fans as well is, you know, you see all these other teams in the NFL week after week, you know who the playmakers are. You know who the top targets are. 
Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Justin Jefferson. The defenses are trying to shut them down, and that's what we all know that they're trying to do, but the offenses still find a way to get them the football and get them involved. I don't think, and not to bring this you know, all back on Matt Canada, but there is a little bit of blame there, is you have to find ways to scheme opportunities open for your wide receiver, especially with a guy with his skill set. And it feels like right now that they're just kind of shrugging their shoulders and saying, hey, he's doing the dirty work of opening things up for Deontay and drawing double coverage. That should be enough. Yeah, there's definitely instances where they could do more, but there's also instances where the execution can be better. You know, they threw him a screen pass there's late Ken- in the Kenny's game. Kenny's to blame, too, as well. Yeah, they threw him a screen pass late in the game, which is what I, one of the things I would advocate for. I would say that's exactly what you should do to try to get the ball in your playmaker's hand and create yards after catch. But what happened on that play? Kenny was off target and ended up being a negative play. Yeah, I mean, that's a play that, that they should be repping and hitting on 100% of the time that you're getting the ball, you're hitting them in the chest in stride, and he's able to go run after catch. He also had five targets, which isn't like nothing, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he also was unable to get two feet in bounds on what should have been a touchdown. Agreed. I actually feel like what we saw on Thursday is the closest to what this offense really should look like. And one of the things is George taking the top off the defense, Deontay working the underneath routes between the 20s, and then George scoring the touchdown. The only thing that was missing was George getting his second foot in bounds and maybe getting another target or two along the way. Um, but I think that that's, that's how this offense is built. And as much as George might want the football more, Deontay's also could complain that he's not getting uh, targets in the red zone. But you have to understand that these are different type of receivers. And if the Steelers collectively are going to win football games, not George Pickens score a bunch of fantasy points or Deontay Johnson rack up a bunch of yards and go to another Pro Bowl, if the Steelers are going to win football games, they're going to need both those guys doing what they do. And unfortunately, part of that is going to be George taking the top off the defense and Deontay collecting all those underneath routes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One of the things that Mike Tomlin uh, said today was he was asked about uh, Kenny Pickett's performance in the first three quarters of games. And he you know, kind of comedically flipped it around and said, well, what's he doing in the fourth quarter? 
And that has been the debate in really in his career to this point with Kenny Pickett is he was not so good in the first three quarters, but man, he is one of the best in the NFL right now when it comes to making plays and going to win a game in the fourth. I kind of agree with Tomlin in the sense that at this early stage of his career, it's more encouraging to me that he is able to do that in the weighty moments than it is discouraging of what he is doing earlier in games and that that could be something that they can fix over time. Where do you come down on that and how much you you weigh the one versus the other? Well, I guess if you had to pick between the two, you probably would pick a quarterback that stands out in the fourth quarter because that's the reason why the Steelers are 5-3. and three, Is they're able to keep the game close enough and then Kenny Pickett is able to work his magic in the fourth quarter. For me, it's almost difficult to even define or explain what's going on in the fourth quarter because when it happened a couple times, you could say, well, yeah, they're down by a couple scores and the defense is playing prevent and he's getting a bunch of easy completions or something like that. But when it's happened time and time again, and it's happened in situations when the defense is playing normal coverage, like, for example, against the Titans, the big throw to Deontay Johnson, that was press man coverage. That's something you would get any time of the game that was not fourth quarter specific, but he just, for whatever reason, he has it in the fourth quarter. And, and the stats are wild. Like one of the stats that I like the most is his, his percentage of uncatchable passes plummets in the fourth quarter. So he becomes more accurate somehow out of nowhere. After being one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league, the first three quarter, quarters, he suddenly becomes more accurate. And so I think the Steelers really need to take a hard look at what is the reason for this? Are there, is it the way that they're calling plays? Is it the style of plays? Is it the pace and the rhythm of the offense getting into more of a hurry up situation? Because um, whatever it is, uh, it's working and they should do more of it. It's almost like supernatural the way it's really unexplainable the way that happens. But you're right. The Steelers are five and three and winning football games. Uh, Mike, last one here before I let you run for the night. Uh, big loss for the Steelers on Thursday night with Cole Holcomb uh, being done. Mike Tomlin seemed to, uh, you know, brush it off in the sense of how they will or will not be able to overcome that. Just how good was Cole Holcomb before the injury, and do you think they'll be able to sustain through that injury with Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander? Well, you were already missing your leading tackler, Minka Fitzpatrick. Now you miss your second leading tackler in Cole yeah, Holcomb. True. And it's it's not just that you lost an inside linebacker. It's the style of inside linebacker that you lost. You know, they do have a big, bruising, traditional downhill guy in Landon Roberts. They have a guy in a very similar mold in Mark Robinson. But, you know, Cole Holcomb was the three-down guy, the guy that in passing situations he was on the field, the guy that uh, – I believe even the play that he got injured, he was in coverage yeah. at, um, on a wide receiver. Um, you know, those are the things that are very difficult to replace. So it's making that Quan Alexander signing look really good for the Steelers. One of the things that uh, Omar Khan and assistant GM Andy Weidel really put an emphasis on during this offseason was building quality depth at every position. And right now, here's a prime example where it's going to have to show itself. When you've got Minka out, you've got Cole Holcomb out. And depending on the status of Montrevious Adams, you could also be missing him. So the fact that the Steelers drafted well and their young rookies are playing well is big. And the fact that they went out and they made a lot of depth signings like Quan Alexander, I think are going to be significant. So, you know, I do like what Quan brings to that, to, to the, the defense and his ability to step in because of his skill set. 
but I'm also looking at it thinking uh, that all of a sudden he becomes a, a really indispensable piece of the defense that, you know, you better keep him healthy if you're going to have success in the second half. Mike DeFabo, check out all of his phenomenal Steelers coverage in The Athletic and uh, the Steelers put back in action on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. And they'll be wearing block letters, did you, uh, or block numbers. Did you, did you know that, Mike? I did know that, and that's exciting. I um, they, I acted like, they acted like they acted like you know Ben Roethlisberger's going to come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.